All right, guys, before we get started, a big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Windows 11, the official operating system of the NFL and the exclusive sponsor of the LA Chargers. The all new Windows 11, they're here to bring you closer to what you love, like the Chargers in the final drive. Learn about all the awesome new features of Windows 11 at windows.com. And welcome into a week 16 edition of the final drive, Chargers. Very difficult loss in Houston. They drop it 41-29. Here with Haley Elwood. And and Haley, I thought what we do today is briefly go over this game because I don't think many fans want to recap it and rehash it um, and then kind of look ahead to the playoff picture and and what's ahead. And obviously, I say the playoff picture with the caveat that nothing matters unless the Chargers went out here. But Let's just start in Houston, and obviously a lot of guys out on both sides. Um, Still, the Chargers, you thought going into it, had much more talent, and this would be a game that they would take care of. Uh, That was not the case. Uh, I'll let you have the floor first, and and we can kind of talk about what happened. Yeah, what was Rashawn Slater's line after the game? It sucks, to be frank, I think is what he said. It's a good way to start things off. (laughs) Good way to start things off. We'll just uh, we'll quote Slater there right there. What a weird game. I mean, this was just one of those where obviously, yeah, you mentioned it. Both sides were missing a lot of players heading into this one, but the Texans were three and 11. And this is a game. A lot of these games that these Chargers teams have been playing over the last couple of weeks, they've been, you know, and, and players have openly talked about it must win games. And, you know, you drop the one to Kansas city and you go, okay, we, we competed. We're still there. It went into overtime it doesn't dash the hopes, you know, maybe the division, which obviously the Chiefs won and, and took over this past weekend. But, you know, you're still kind of keeping pace there. This was a game, though, that you had to win. You had to win to keep your pace alive in the playoff race. And like you said, we will talk about that. But just really disappointing. And one of those games where I know you were there, and but watching it on TV, it's like you felt like they were going to get back into it. And they just never did. They had that one really great drive in the fourth quarter um, where they kind of just marched down the field. But then Houston scored again. The pick six happened and and things got away from them again. But like Staley said, it just he felt like they were never able to get into a rhythm as a team. And I guess that's kind of the vibe of, of what happened. It was just really strange, really bizarre. Nothing seemed to really be working on any side of the game. And, and you just look at what the Texans did and you got to credit their game plan. I mean, almost a 10 minute advantage and time of possession right there. That's we've talked about it all season long. If you want to win these games, one of the keys is to keeping Justin Herbert on the sideline. And they certainly did that yesterday, but just a really, really disappointing effort. And I think, you know, you listen to any of the post-game press conferences and they'll agree with you on that. That just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't who this team is. It wasn't what they've been doing all season. And man, they got to get things right over these next couple of weeks. Yeah, there's no question about it. I'll point to three things, and you alluded to it, that time of possession, in large part because of the run defense. Yeah. The Texans ran all over the Chargers, 189 yards. Rex Burkhead, I believe, had a career high, 149 yards, 6.8 a pop. Um, that obviously led to uh, – time of possession being in the Texans' favor and Justin Herbert being off the field. Uh, turnovers, you know, going into this game in the Texans' three wins, they were plus seven in the turnover differential. Mm-hmm. They were plus three yeah. against the Chargers. That was one thing you couldn't do either is turn the ball over. And and I know Justin had a tough one trying to find Josh Palmer in the end zone. Um, J.J. 
uh, fumbled the ball. And I think the, the game was kind of out of hand at that point late in the fourth quarter with the pick six. But again, you know, three turnovers there. And, you know, I think just the defense on, on third down, you know, nine of 13, yeah. the Texans converted. I mean, that's crushing uh, for a defense to, to not be able to get off the field on third down. And, you know, you can make the case, listen, this isn't an excuse by any stretch because I firmly believe the Chargers had enough talent to, to win that game and win it handedly. But, you know, you lose Mike Davis right before kickoff. Darwin did not play. He was dressed, but he did not play. No Joey Bosa, no Eckler, um, no Corey Lindsley. We know what Corey Lindsley means. And, um, and no Mike Williams. Um, the hope is that they get a majority of those guys back for Denver because they're going to need them um, to kind of keep pace with this crazy AFC where there's like five or six teams or more that, that could be in that seventh spot by the end of the regular season. So, you know, you know, I, I will say me, if we're going to find glimmers of, of positivity, Justin Jackson played really well um, in the spot that he was given 162 total yards yeah. and a touchdown. Um, but that was about it. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there, there wasn't much more. I, I, I agree with you. I felt like I felt like the Chargers I was just waiting for them to turn it on and put it away. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was so important to get off to a fast start to just make the Texans realize that, hey, this game's going to be over early. Um, lean on Justin, lean on Keenan. I think they did a good job of taking Keenan out of the game. Yep. Um, and the, the Texans, I think, just slowly but surely gained confidence throughout the game. Davis Mills is a good football player. I will say that. Like, I he's had some some flashes throughout the year. Um, he had 130 passer rating, and obviously the running game helped him a, a ton. But I, I was really impressed by by Davis Mills and um, you know uh, some depth issues on, on the Chargers defense. Um, they're exposed a bit. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Keenan Allen, just four receptions for 35 yards. Houston definitely did what they needed to do to take him out of that game. Yeah. Justin Jackson, he certainly filled that Eckler role. Well, I know Eckler was kind of touting his praises doing, you know, Hey, I'm not going to play this week, but if you want a fantasy pickup, go get that guy. And um, he certainly did deliver. And it's good to see him whenever he's healthy. He really is great. He's so slippery out there and it's nice to see him have games like that despite the fumble. And I know, Oh, I just felt so badly when he, he fumbled and he's like on the ground, just kind of pounding it. You could totally feel that he knew just oh how awful that moment was but for that aside the rest of his performances were good it's just tough you know it's it's tough it's one of those games when you mentioned the guys that were out it really feels I know you and I were kind of talking about this offline but it almost feels like you're back to a 2020 kind of COVID situation and whichever team handles this the best moving forward is probably going to be the one who raises the Lombardi in February it's just getting to that point where so many guys every week every day even are going on this COVID list. Yeah. You're going to get some guys back, but are they going to be a hundred percent healthy physically, you know, back in, you know, conditioning shape, if you will. And it's just one of those situations now where I think every week you're dealing with this. I mean, Kansas city, I know got Tyreek back, but Travis Kelsey was still out yesterday. Yeah. The Texans had a, again, a litany of players that were on the COVID reserve list. It's just wild. And it's just one of those things that, um, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it, but, but time is getting closer, you know, tighter, I guess the elevator doors are kind of closing here. So you just, whoever comes back this week, you know, you hope it's guys that you can get back to make an impact against Denver, but at the same time, 
you also have to go in and, and, you know, I think that's kind of what Houston did. They just went in with a, a stronger game plan of how to handle the guys that they did have to take care of this chargers team. And they did that on Sunday. You're right. I mean, it's just another layer of uncertainty Yeah, that every team has to deal with right now. And, you know, we're taping this on a Monday by the end of this week, Haley, we have, <laughs> we'll have a much clearer idea of who's going to be playing against the Broncos. But right now, frankly, we have no idea. And no clue. it's a must win game. Um, the Chargers have been playing from a position of strength when it comes to the playoffs all season long until yesterday. Now they're on the outside looking in and th- there's a host of teams here. I, I, I want to go through just kind of the AFC playoff picture. Again, the caveat is Chargers, have no margin for error. They, they have to win out. They, they have yep. to win Sunday at SoFi Stadium against the Broncos, who lost to the Raiders. And then they have to go to Vegas in week 18. And they have and to I think the they Raiders. need some help. And, and, they, and they may need some help. Yeah. And right, right now, ESPN's FPI has their, their playoff chances at 38%. Um, that head-to-head loss to the Ravens is kind of biting them now. Um, the Ravens, although they are extremely beat up, and we don't know what Lamar's situation is going into their game with the Rams next week. They're in the seventh spot right now, eight and seven. But as we tape this again, it's a Monday morning. The Dolphins play the Saints. And I can't believe we're mentioning the Miami Dolphins now after the start to their season. One and seven. One and seven. They're now seven and seven. And they're yeah. playing against a, a, a rookie quarterback in Ian Book tonight in New Orleans. So. If they win, guess what? They're in the seventh spot, and the Ravens, I think, are out. So it's this kind of carousel over the next two weeks where um, I think if you're a Chargers fan, you need to just worry about the Chargers taking care of business yeah. and kind of seeing where the chips fall after week 17 um, because there are a, a host of different scenarios. I, I saw yesterday the, the Raiders. I think if the Raiders went out, they have a tough – uh, stretch here yeah. the next two weeks. They play the Colts and they play mm-hmm. the Chargers. But if the, the Raiders went out, I think they're the seventh seed. Um, the Steelers, who did not look good at all no. against the Chiefs yesterday, are 7-7-1, seven, seven and one, um, a half game behind the Chargers. Obviously, the Chargers have the tiebreaker there. Um, the Browns are 7-8. and eight. Um, I think it's safe to say that the Bengals kind of uh, separated themselves a little bit in the AFC North. Um, we know the Bills and Patriots are likely going to be in the tournament. Looks like the Colts are going to be in the tournament. Looks like the Titans. It's going to come down to that seven seed, Haley. Yeah, it is. And I think, you know, when you look at, when you talked about sort of the Chargers handling business, taking care of business up until this game, you look at that Bengals game. And we all said, you know, in early December, just, wow, what a win that was, because these are the games that you have to win for wildcard contention. But yet, as crazy as the AFC West has been, the AFC North to an extent has even been more wild. And like you mentioned, Cincinnati though, has now pulled away where that win necessarily might not mean anything at this point, depending on what happens with Baltimore, just because of the fact that Cincinnati is, you know, wow, did they put the bang thing on the Ravens yesterday? But, but just, um, you look at what they had to do. I mean, we've talked a lot about controlling your own destiny, taking care of business, and really the chargers needed to do that this week to not have to worry about the outside noise, to not have to worry about the scoreboard watching and, and what's going to happen. But look, you still are in a position to make a run. You just have to win two games and you do need a little help. And 
However, the chips fall where they may, it's that obviously remains to be seen, but next week's game though, against Denver is a big one. I mean, Denver, Denver had this team's number back in what was it week 12, I think where they lost 28 to 13. And, you know, I, I don't believe the chargers will get Mike Williams back for this game. So that's a loss. in in terms of just the offense and everything like that, and you need to kind of take care of business. Obviously it's at your house, which is great. Um, but this is a team. They obviously know each other well. And what Pat Sertan did just his impact alone in that week 12 game was, was something that, you know, I, I don't think any chargers fan really saw coming at that point. Yeah, no, that, that defense gave Justin Herbert fits and, yeah. um, I'm curious, you know, with the Broncos losing to the Raiders, they're essentially out of it. They have a, yeah. like a 1% chance to to make the playoffs, but um, it's a division game. Um, even though their running game was non-existent against the Raiders, they do have two pretty good backs, yep. one that the Chargers know really, really well, and Melvin Gordon. And um, you just wonder, I guess, is Drew Locke going to start that game? Is Bridgewater going to come back? Like, that's – that's something as we tape this, it's, you know, I think uncertain at this point, a lot of question marks. And I, I think so many. The, the frustrating thing is the Chargers could have been nine and six going into this week. Right. And, you know, I, obviously I, I thought that they had to win out to be extremely comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just looking at everybody in the playoffs right now in the AFC, everybody's nine or six or better, except for that seven seed. So you could have been nine and six with a little bit of breathing room to go these last two weeks. And now it's, it's going to come down to a little bit of luck with, with this COVID list and, and trying to take care of business against two division opponents. Um, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy how the season has, has unfolded um, the ebbs and flows of a now 17 game season. It's just crazy. Like I'll give yeah. you examples. Like the, like everyone thought the, wrote the bills off a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Now they're kind of surging. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the Bucks were shut out last week. They crushed the Panthers. They win the division. A lot can change week to week, and it's as frustrating as Sunday was for everybody involved, for the organization, for the players, for the coaches, for the fans. Um, the good thing is you get to play another one and you get to kind of put yourself in a position to maybe get into this tournament and starts against the Broncos, Haley. I was talking with Dan Fouts a couple of weeks ago and we were just talking about the extra game on the schedule. And he said, you know, you look at it and players should look at it as an extra opportunity. It's an extra opportunity that he's like, I didn't get back in my day and no one got up until this point. And that game is going to mean a lot. And, and this season has felt long with the kind of ebbs and flows and ups and downs for a lot of teams. I mean, look, Miami, everyone wrote Miami off at one and seven. Um, but that game is now going to mean a lot. And especially in that AFC, it, that conference is just so tight and the teams that are still fighting are extremely, extremely tight. And that 18th week, 17th game is going to mean a ton, but look at it. It is an extra opportunity as to what Fout said. And you've got, you know, two games against two divisional opponents, one you've won against already, the other you lost to already. And you just really hope, you know, you need to take care of business. And like you said, knock on wood, everything with COVID just kind of stays clear and you hopefully get some guys back and hopefully 
you know, you're not putting guys on that list or as many guys as you have over these last couple of weeks, but it is a, it is a really, really crazy time. And it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks as we close out this 2021 regular season. That is for sure. We can't predict a lot. We can predict that though. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Amid all the uncertainty, one thing's certain, it's going to be wild and the chargers need yeah. to win out to, to have a chance at the postseason. And Hey, we'll, we'll keep you updated all week um, with coach Staley's pressers and um, media availability, playmakers, Chargers Weekly. We'll get you set for Chargers-Broncos Sunday, a, a game the, the team absolutely needs to have. We appreciate you guys sticking with us every Monday on the final drive. Hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays as we get into the new year. I guess the next the next time we, we chat with everybody is 2022, Haley. Yeah, this is that token see you next year kind of thing. <laughs> we'll you know? See, see you next exactly. year. This one... Those jokes start start flying around, but uh, yeah, crazy 2022, just you know, mere days away at this point, which is wild. I don't know where this year went, but I feel like that happens though as you get older. I, I don't even know where this season went. I'll be honest, this season all of a sudden just picked up and flew, and I think everyone's probably feeling that right now. <laughs> well, well, let us be the first for for Haley Elwood. I'm Chris Avery. This has been the final drive. We'll see you next year.